Welcome, friends. This is the Underground Writing Podcast for the week of May 4th, 2020. I'm Matt Malian, Director of Underground Writing, a program offering creative writing workshops in at-risk community settings. We work in places in which people have been speaking but not heard, thus resulting in voices forced underground. Alvin Shim is the producer for the Underground Writing Podcast. On our podcast, we share writing crafted in our five underground writing sites. Listeners, today we're going to provide you with a COVID-19 era update regarding underground writing, as well as reading some student writing that's been written during this time. Right now, Alvin and I are in two separate rooms. I'm recording this in my garage studio office. My office is a six by nine space. The uh, significance of six by nine is not lost on me, and I hope not you listeners. That is often a very uh, relatively similar size to what our students in incarcerated settings face in their cells. And uh, during this COVID-19 time, I also think about how do you do social distancing in a six by nine space with one, two, or three people. So we're here in the garage office. I'm in a separate room from Alvin. Alvin won't be uh, talking today just because of the the state of things in the sense of two microphones and looking at each other is not possible. We're taking extra precaution and coming to you um, in this time. So during the COVID-19 time, we've been deeply impacted like so many others around the world in our thoughts go out to those who have endured much more dramatic and sometimes fatal impacts than we have. What's different is that the core of our program was placed on hold in early March 2020 due to the lockdown. All five of our current sites, as well as the launch of our sixth site, currently remain on hiatus. Uh, The core of our program, which is the writing workshop, it is the facilitation of the teaching writer and the students, the facilitation of writing together in a true community around a table, that is not possible. That's been placed on hold. But friends, we're in the business of amplifying student voices. We believe this to be an essential business. And so we remain open for business. We have begun creating e-deliverable workshops for all our sites. This process involves us creating workshop sheets that include directions, prompts, and a permission form. Our sites print the pages on one double-sided sheet, and then hand them out. This week, we picked up a batch of student writing, and I brought a few excerpts to read to you today. Uh, This poem comes from uh, Lucille Clifton, and um, it's called Won't You Celebrate With Me? It's a powerful poem, and we ask students to respond to it, and so I'll read the poem, and then I'll read read you what this student, uh, Crystal, responded to. Won't You Celebrate With Me? Won't you celebrate with me what I have shaped into a kind of life? I had no model. Born in Babylon, both non-white and woman, what did I see to be except myself? I made it up, here on this bridge between starshine and clay, my one hand holding tight my other hand. Come celebrate with me that every day something has tried to kill me, and has failed. 
So uh, we asked students to respond to that. And we, we asked a couple of prompt questions like, um, you know, what do you relate to in the poem? What would you say you've been shaped into? Have you experienced any reshaping during the corona time? Um, how have you needed to improvise? And so this student wrote back, uh, and this is Crystal. As for the coronavirus, I feel it has royally messed things up altogether for me, putting me in a layoff, and I have bills to pay. I was shaped in a good way. Now I have been taken back out of working habits. And now in a coronavirus quarantine cell on my own, to my demise. But I will press on through thick or thin, no matter what. No matter what is thrown at me, I will press on. That's from Crystal at our Skagit County Community Justice Center site. Here's another student, and she's responding to a poem called What Issa Heard. So this is What Issa Heard by David Budbill. Two hundred years ago, Issa heard the morning birds singing sutras to this suffering world. I heard them too, this morning, which must mean, since we will always have a suffering world, we must also always have a song. So this is from Heather at the Skagit County Community Justice Center. She, she wrote, what is a herd? Parentheses, where my head went. Smiley face. <laughs> a note falters from first chair, the symphony frozen midair. An apologetic nod, a violin eased down. The conductor turns to all, shrugs and smiles, washing away her shame, accepting blame for those who make mistakes. Our maestro teaches patience and love, another color woven into the tapestry as the shuttle crosses the loom. What do I teach of myself? Am I offering honor and respect? Do I seek to lift sadness, suffering, and pain? Can I weave in my own unique colors to the tapestry of the ages, stretching beyond today? Made with love, the shuttle crosses the loom. This is a student um, who I've known at a few sites, actually. And uh, his name, he's just, he wants to be identified by C. And he starts out his, he's responding to Won't You Celebrate With Me by Lucille Clifton. He says at the start, don't know if that goes with a prompt, but period, period, period. And of course it goes with a prompt. Anything the student wants to write. So thank you, C, for this. Won't you celebrate with me? Even though I'm incarcerated, I had no guidance. Born in Mount Vernon, both poverty and violence. What did I see to be except myself? I didn't know, but I had to choose here in this little city between love and hate. One foot in front of the other, carrying this weight on my shoulders. So come, celebrate with me, simply making it through the day. Some things try to kill me but have failed. One of the prompts that we asked on the sheet, or one of the sheets that we sent in, was, uh, was this. And this, this is a student uh, who also wants to be identified as C, but a different student from the one I just read. And the prompt uh, discussion point was, 
the Decameron, uh, which is a uh, a book written um, about 700, 800 years ago by uh, Giovanni Boccaccio, uh, is a series of stories told by a group of women and men who are quarantined in a large house outside of Florence, Italy, to escape the Black Plague. And as I mentioned, the book was published nearly 700 years ago, far in advance of the coronavirus. The prompts were, if you were to write a tale of these current times in 2020, what would it be and why? And what would you want people to know? And third, if you want, write a tale. So this student uh, replied with the first two, and I want to read what he wrote. I would write about myself and what it's like to be in jail during the coronavirus pandemic. The inmate's point of view. I would write about what I'm seeing because all we see is what they say on the news. They say people are dying from the virus, but in here, we're sheltered from it. They say people have lost their jobs, but in here, the same thing goes on every day. A lot of people have been released from jail because of the coronavirus pandemic, but not me. So I guess that's also why I would like to write about my point of view. I hear about what's going on from my family on the phone, but I'm still stuck in here. Point number two. I would want people to know that I'm still here in jail and that life goes on no matter what, whether you like it or not. And even after the pandemic comes to an end, those whose loved ones died will move on. And the year 2020 will be remembered as the, quote, coronavirus year, end quote, when everybody sat on their couch for a while and the rest of the world will forget about it. I'm still stuck in here and it seems like everyone else I knew just moved on and forgot about me, too. Uh, And finally, I'm going to read a piece by uh, a student named Kenny. And Kenny, um, he really took the writing uh, to heart, and he he turned in, like, an eight-page story. Here, This is just the conclusion of the story. Listen, Corona, what you don't see is that although your power comes from the sickness and death you spread, giving life to both hate and fear, the people of this city believe in me the most. In times of darkness and sickness, they hope for the best. Because of this, they pull together and help each other in ways that have never happened before. They forget about hate and the fear that pull them apart. They forget about the struggle, repressing their freedom, and remember the hope, faith, and love that got them this far. Corona and the dark night fading, panted out with a furious rage. I will be back, you three. This isn't the last of me. And with that, he disappeared. As he disappeared, the sun seemed to come out, washing away the darkness of sickness, bringing a light of hope, faith, and love to the morning dawn. And as the three heroes stood, looking over the city of life, it went without saying that of all things the people in this world will face, hope, faith, and love will prevail every time. The End I thought it was a beautiful piece and a beautiful summary of to end on a note of hope. So, friends, our work continues. Again, I just I just want to affirm that we are in the business of amplifying student voices, and we believe this to be an essential business, and we remain open. It's in different forms. We've rerouted. We are doing e-deliverable workshops and will be for the foreseeable future. We're continuing forward with our projects, and we'd love to hear from you. So email us or contact us anytime. 
We're on social media. We now have a Twitter account as well as Facebook and Instagram. And we'll be doing podcasting as time allows and, and the situations of safety allow. We thank you for sticking with us. We hope that um, as you think about, uh, we do, we, I'm recording this very consciously knowing that this new uh, Giving Tuesday Now uh, is coming up on May 5th, Tuesday, May 5th, 2020. This is a day for uh, the pandemic era, uh, especially, and it's for nonprofits and organizations and people around the world. We are dealing with students whose voices need to uh, be heard, and they need to continue to be heard. I think, I think some of the examples that you heard uh, today, they're writing, uh, bear this out. And so thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for continuing to be interested in our work. We hope to continue forward in our relationship and dialogue with you, and uh, we look forward to that. Today's featured writings were new pieces by students from our Skagit Community Justice Center site. You can read more student writing from this site along with our four other sites in What No One Ever Tells You, Underground Writing's Anthology of Student Writing, available for ordering via our website. And a note to our listeners, we are still shipping books during the COVID-19 lockdown. You may have more time to read nowadays, and we can send you some good material. So go on our website, go to the store, and consider ordering a book or two today. We'll have another episode for you in the coming weeks. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Send us feedback via our email address, podcast at undergroundwriting.org. Connect with us via our website, undergroundwriting.org, and spread the word about our work by mentioning us on social media. The Underground Writing Podcast is recorded and produced by Alvin Shim and Underground Writing. You can access it via Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other podcast outlets, as well as on our website, where we include links of interest connected to items mentioned in each episode. The introductory music for this podcast is Cool Number no. 2 by Walt Hampton, as performed by the LaVenture Middle School Marimba Band here in Mount Vernon, Washington. And the music you hear at the conclusion of each episode is provided by Luis Lopez and the Migrant Leaders Club in the Mount Vernon School District. On behalf of Alvin Shim, I'm Matt Malian, and thanks for listening. Dedication, perseverance, you know that there is hope. Hatred from the people is something you can provoke. Life is full of misery, just let it pass by. Nothing is impossible except living like Christ. Now I can't give up, cause we're ready to die.